Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome, everyone, to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name's David Abel. Today, I'm joined by Rob Longo, Bill Rose, and Tom DeAngelis. Welcome, one and all. Uh, Good to be here, David. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verses 5 through 15, 19 through 26, 39, 40, and 42. So if everybody takes a moment, we're going to uh, invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us break open the bread of life and see how Jesus wants to speak to us today. All right. Let's pray in the name of the Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for... The gift of your word, that you love us so much, you, you left us the, uh, the, the way home to you. And as we break open the gospel that we will hear this Sunday, help us to have hearts open to increasing in love, hearts open to learn and to be changed and molded uh, so that we can be your love, your light, your joy, your peace in all aspects of our lives. So please, Lord, guide us and protect us this day. Please be with everyone who's listening, those who are driving in their homes and their offices. Lord, just bless them and their families. And help us during our Lenten journey to grow closer to you, more intimately, uh, just just more, more, more intimately in love with you each and every day through our prayers, through our fasting, and through our giving. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Bill, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? Definitely. Thanks. So this reading is uh, from John 4, 5 to 15, 19b, 26, 39a, and verse 40 to 42. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Scar, near the plot of the land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you do not even have a bucket and a cistern and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks. Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water 
I shall give will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship that you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word. We have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world, the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so depending on the, the Mass you go to on Sunday, and you know, there's an option. You'll either hear what we just read here, or it'll be this reading, but in its entirety. In its entirety. So the, the part that is missing when he's, you know, he reveals that he knows about her many husbands and the, the man that she's with is not her husband— um, but really, and I didn't even realize we were going to be praying this, uh, reading this gospel. When in the opening prayer, we talked about how creative God is, how individually He knows us. Like each snowflake is individual, each of us is individual, will never be repeated. And out of all the things that are going on in Jesus's life and His ministry, He takes the time to minister to this one, to this one woman. He takes the time just to hang out with her and talk to her, ask her questions, let her share, and from that sharing. Uh, her heart was burning with, you know, with the fire of, of his love, and uh, you know he didn't say that she had she had all these husbands and and you know the guy that she's with now is not the husband to condemn her in any way, but just to to reveal the truth with love, right? He always says truth with love, and uh, and her heart was converted, and you know says we no longer the people in the town we no longer believe because of your word. So she she went and shared with him, with shared with everyone the encounter that she had. So there's just so much beauty in here of how individual, how individually God loves us, how He takes time to wanting to get to to be with us, and um, and then when we have that encounter, do we share His love? Right? Do we not try to force someone into our encounter, but do we you know do we share that encounter through our our love, through our kindness, through our goodness, uh, through our lives, that people would be drawn to him. 
And that's one of the parts I love about this, Rob, is that she went back and shared her testimony with the other people in Samaria in her town, and then they came to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, first starting with her testimony, her sharing of her story, but then they accepted Jesus Christ. And that's where they say, we no longer believe because of your word we have heard for ourselves. But it's so important. We need to share again and again and again our encounters with Christ, the times when he's touched us, when we've seen God moments, heavenly kisses, divine appointments. Share those stories to help other people see so that other people then also can be touched by the Lord and can believe because they've also had those encounters. Don't underestimate all the times that the Lord has allowed you to see him at work in your life. When you share that with others, you're planting seeds of truth, seeds of faith, deep within the soil of the heart of others. And then God grows them. So don't stop sharing. Tell how Jesus has set you free, has saved you. Tell of your encounters to bring courage to others to come encounter him. And you know, to David, one of the things that uh, I think is important about not only this passage, but it comes up over and over again in, in Jesus's teachings is this idea of transformation. But specifically, if you notice here, the transformation is always look more deeply. Okay, it's the story starts out here. She thinks he's talking about water, and he's talking about something else. And he demonstrates to her that he's not talking about the water in the well. He's talking about something beyond that. He's talking about spirit and truth. And so she finally gets it after he tells her her, you know, her life story and gives her, you know, some proof of that. But it's true too also with the parables. If you notice Jesus will speak in parables and the apostles even say to him, why do you always speak in parables? And he say, it's not given for everybody to get this, it's, but it, for you it is given. So he's always, part of the transformation I think is important for us to realize that it's not just a matter of looking at the surface, looking at the physical. It's also looking beyond. And we have that exact same thing in the, in the Last Supper when Jesus institutes the Eucharist and then every day at Mass. We have, we have this look deeper, look deeper. It's not just the physical. There's this, what the philosophers call this metaphysical. It's the spiritual element that's there. And part of our transformation is to get us to see with those spiritual eyes, to be able to understand that there's there's more to this world and to the things. And that's the thing that I think when somebody goes with spirit, when they go with enthusiasm, they've been touched by the Lord, that's what connects with other people. You don't have to you don't have to know what how it works. You just have to share it, you know. Right. And every gift that we have, Tom, and you pointed this out so well, every gift we have physically our gift of sight, our gift of touch, our gift of our hearing, all those gifts are also available to us spiritually. So it's so important. Right. My encouragement would be pray for the gift. Pray for the gift of spiritual eyes to see the Lord at work in your, in your lives and then ask for a heart to respond with love to what we see. Ask the Lord for the gift of the spiritual ears to hear him each and every day in our lives and then Ask for the gift of the grace to respond to his every utterance. I'm telling you, when you get spiritual eyes to see, it is amazing how you'll go from looking at things from with worldly eyes, I'll mm-hmm. need a bucket, got to go in a deep well to get this water, to seeing that Jesus is trying to teach us today, here and now, through living parables today, things in our lives help us to grow, to learn, in, grow in wisdom and to learn how to lead our lives and how to help others come to know him.
So again, ask for the gift, pray for the gift, and watch your life change. And for those of you who've been listening to us over these these years, uh, you know, you're used to David and Tom and me, and, and every now and then we have some guests, which uh, today is one of those days. We have Bill Rose, who's the, the founder of Joyful Films. And Bill, uh, you and I first met at Camp Guadalupe. Camp Guadalupe is this amazing camp uh, in, in the Philadelphia area where there's uh, you know 120 kids at a time and 40 teenagers, we call them prayer warriors, that come and give a week of their lives to, to work with the kids. But their main responsibility is they go two at a time to Eucharistic adoration. That's why we call them prayer warriors. So they're constantly in prayer. And, and you shared the gift of your time last uh, last summer at Camp Guadalupe and, uh, and, and shared the gift not only of your time, but the gift that God has given you in, in making film, making films and telling stories. And, and you, you shared one with, uh, with the teenagers there and, uh, and then just told them a little bit about your life. So, Bill, it is uh, a pleasure to have you here with us <laughs> on Reflections from the Heart. So uh, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for uh, thanks for welcoming on, welcoming me on. Um, uh, you know, it's it's it just thanks for having me on the show as well. Um, uh, you know, it's funny, David. You talked about you know encounters uh, with Christ and, and sharing those encounters with Christ, and uh, you know, I feel like that's something um, I don't seek out. You know, it's something that uh, just kind of grabs me, and that's kind of what this situation was with Camp Guadalupe that Rob was just talking about. You know, it's just a friend of mine who invited me over said, you know, hey, Billy, you should share your faith story, you know, uh, with these kids. And I was just, okay, you know, who am I? But, you know, here I am there uh, sharing my story. And, uh, you know, and specifically uh, the conversion experience I had. So in college, um, you know, I was not necessarily where God wanted me to be and uh, or, or, you know, achieving that plan that he had for me. And uh, and then you know this verse specifically in the in the in the gospel we read today is exactly what I was experiencing. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, and that's something that I realized. And uh, when I realized that I would just keep coming up thirsty again, um, you know that's when I really needed to make a change. And so God grabbed me out just out, you know, just out from all of that and completely transformed my life and uh you know god he took me and and he even questioned put this question on my heart you know uh, i i that do i want you for my for my priesthood you know so that was a question that i thought he was he was asking so i i, I went and i explored that and there was uh you know very fruitful discernment um you know uh, i've since then uh <laughs> since then discerned that god was not calling me the priesthood and now you know happily i'm engaged to be married uh praise god and um which is fantastic uh uh, but, you know, so much fruit had come from that discernment, you know, including uh, spending time at the seminary, at St. Charles Seminary, creating videos, uh, video production, um, uh, where I got to actually spend time ramping up for this world meeting of families, you know, when when such a time when when everyone, all these pilgrimage pilgrims coming to to Philadelphia and and so I got to spend time with the vocation director vocations you know all talking about vocation what a you know time in my life you know where I'm discerning my vocation and 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 using the gift that that God had given me for video production you know creating a film 
Heed the Call, uh, telling the stories of different seminarians and things like that. You know, one of the films aired on the on the jumbotrons, uh, you know, in front of all these pilgrims uh, at the World Meeting of Families. And, uh, you know, just what an experience. And so this was one of the films that we showed to these little campers and, uh, uh, you know, these teens who I, honestly I had to thank. I just had to say, you know what? Wow, this is amazing. Look at you guys in high school. You know, boy, do I wish, you know, when I was in high school, I was given to the Lord like you guys were or you guys are right now, you know, at this camp, you know. And so just praise God for them and uh and 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 praise God for for those spiritual eyes. You know, mm-hmm. just like you guys are talking about, you know, those the, And Bill, you use the word the sermon is so critically important to for us to be open to that discernment in yeah. all aspects of life. You know, life. You know, if we're if we're married and or we're a priest or we're single and we're in that vocation, but still throughout our lives God wants to be a part of the decision, you know, yeah. when, when we talk to high school, especially juniors and seniors, and they have a bunch of different colleges they're looking at. And, and then when they, when they get to the point of having offers and, and acceptances, mm. we'll share, bring them into the, the Adoration Chapel. You know, if you have five acceptance letters, bring them all in, physically bring them in and say, Lord, here I have five. Where do you want me to go? And most times in that discernment, God's not going to say, oh, Bill, thank you for bringing these five in. You, know, you can take this one off the list. But an appointment may be hard to get, or you might run into someone that went to another school, whatever. God just brings these things into our lives, and then a couple peel off, and then you bring the, the three. And then one peels off, you bring the final two, and you just involve God into the into those decisions. So, Bill, you know, you were discerning the priesthood, right? right? But then... What was God's plan? He wanted to give you the exposure yeah. and the chance to use that gift of filmmaking yeah. to help other people. So, right. you know, you, uh, you know, obviously, if it, if it was your call, it'd been beautiful that you know you'd right. be a priest. Right. But how many young men are going to be touched yeah. by the film work that you do mm. that so beautifully tells the story mm. and the picture of the priesthood? Mm. You know, so mm. God's plan was within that discernment. Right. So you had to first say your yes yeah. to being open. Right. Right? Yeah. And then now look at it. Right. I didn't, awesome. I didn't know why he was calling me to the seminary. He, and I just, I was like, okay, all right, he wants me to be near the seminary. Like, I don't know like, what's going on. <laughs> I don't know why. why but. I think it's so important to be always open for what I like to call divine appointments. And I love, I love Jesus. I love his humanity right here. In the second sentence, it says, Jesus tired from his journey. Oh man, I get tired. He did what? He sat down Mm. at a well. And then what? He was thirsty. Oh my goodness, that's me. But let's remember what happened. He had a divine appointment set that the father had set in advance for him to meet this Samaritan woman. It reminded me, Rob, so much of a a flight I took out of uh, Texas, I believe it was. And I was on the phone with you and I was just venting on you about what I had to do in this situation, this spiritual situation and discernment I was making. And I was going back and forth with you on the phone in the middle of a very, very busy airport. And when I was done, I went to get on the plane and I finally sat down in my seat the man aside of me said, you know, this is a divine appointment. I'm like, oh, my goodness, what happened here? <laughs> he, he used he, those words? He used that exact uh-huh. words. And I said, oh, my goodness. Your own words. Yeah, yeah, what just happened? <laughs> he said, well, he said, I heard you in the airport. And he said, I was drawn to you. I heard you talking on the phone. He said, so I said to the Lord in prayer, can you please set me near this man? I need to ask him questions. He said, and he arranged it that I sat right next to you for the next two-hour flight. <laughs> and so crazy. what an amazing oh, yeah. divine appointment. And when God does those things, it makes you chuckle. Because here this man is, and it was actually at the Chicago airport, with all these people. And yet that man overheard me 
prayed to God, asked to sit him next near me. He ends up sitting next to me, and we talked for two hours. He asked me questions, and I shared the truth and beauty of my Catholic faith, and how God brought me not into just an into a personal relationship, but an ever deepening intimate with one with Him. And I helped Him clarify some of the misconceptions He had. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. But those divine appointments, they happen all the time. There's no such thing as accidents. Mm -mm. There's no such thing as coincidence. It's just a failure to see God at work in your life. So I think many of us, we're tired, but we need to slow down. We may need to sit down, and we need to be led by the Spirit. And then listen with spiritual ears, take it to prayer, ask for spiritual eyes, and watch these divine appointments occur. God wants to use each and every one of us to change the world to bring his son, the light of the world, into this present darkness. So, ladies and gentlemen, please listen with spiritual ears, see with spiritual ears, and respond with a heart of love. Hey, Dave, if I can share something, as you pointed out, I don't know how many times we've, we, or I've read this, but, you know, tired from the journey, he sat down, right? He, he was seeking some rest, and... Uh, and just today, I get these daily reflections, and today's one word uh, intro to this was seeking, seeking. And it's from St. Augustine in his uh, book, The Con uh, Confessions. And he says, where are you going? What goal are you making for? Wandering around and about by ways so hard and laborious, laborious. Rest is not where you seek it. You seek happiness of life in the land of death. And it is not there, right? So when we seek our happiness, kind of like you were saying, Bill, how many times have we tried to quench our thirst with things of the world, the water of the world, whether it's mm -hmm. grades, money, drugs, alcohol, you know, relationships, sexual encounters, whatever, right? We, we try to quench our thirst with the water of the world and we come up dry every single time. And here, St. Augustine is telling us that you know, we need to rest in the Lord. Right? When we do this, when we break open his word, we're resting in the Lord. When we go to a chapel and, and, and visit our Lord, we're resting in him. When we go to a quiet daily mass, we're resting in the Lord. It says, you know, rest is not where you seek it. And you know, we just keep going sometimes. You know, we keep, keep trying to do more and more and more. And, and he's saying, no, we, we seek, St. Augustine saying, we're trying to seek our happiness of life in the land of death. And it's not there. And I like to use the little ditty, Rob. It's like, you know, drinking salt water mm, yeah. and thinking you're going to quench your thirst. It kills you. And I did it. I went into the world. I bought stuff. I had my addictions to try and anesthetize my busy work days and dumb me down and numb me up, you know, in, in regards to my acting out. And you know what? It was killing me. I was the dead man walking. It wasn't until I truly had that encounter 13 years ago with Jesus Christ and I tasted that living water that my life now is the abundant life. It's what Jesus gave his life for so that I may have life and have it abundantly. And now today, my life's a great adventure. But I'll tell you, and I share this story again and again and again with people from all over the world to help set them free. Because if you go into the world to satisfy that thirst... <laughs> You'll always come up empty, not only empty, but it'll end up killing you. But when you go to the Lord, what you get back, money can't buy. And I'm telling you, it's the answer to all, all things. Mm -hmm. Seek the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, 
all your strength. He's the answer. Now, Bill, did you get any pushback from uh, from your buddies at all when you had this conversion <laughs> moment in the uh, midst of college? Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a uh, you know societal pressures and that sort of thing. Um, you know, always. Uh, but you know, uh, I think um, I think I had a very very good support you know around me just you know people that love me and good examples uh in my life you know uh, faith-filled people who um you know like you know like this situation where david's on the plane you know just uh sharing that sharing that life and that's you know that's that's just what's you know it's how it springs it all you yeah. know and we never know like, that that was the woman at the well Yes. That guy, right? Yeah. And so many times we might think of the numbers or the masses or how many people can we touch and, and mm. you know, but God, right? God incarnate, Jesus, saw this woman, right? And and he took the time, right? Uh, so that guy on the plane, you might have been tired. It was a long trip. And you gave him the gift of your attention. Yep. You gave him the gift of your listening. You yes. gave him the gift of you know any counsel that the Lord might have put in your heart to give him, and that's one. But we don't we don't know what's gonna what the ripple effect of that one man and that the time. Like whenever we give people our time, we're we're saying to them, "I love you." Yes. Without even using those words, because we'll never get that time back. If we give somebody money, we can make more money. Give somebody food, we can get more food. Give somebody our jacket, we can get another jacket. But once we give that gift of time. We can never get that back. So the gift of the time that you gave him, the gift of the time that we give to the people that we encounter every day can be the seed without, without, without even mentioning Jesus' name, can be the seed that plants in their heart that, man, there is goodness. There is, there is beauty in this world. There is love. And that could be the seed that God grows into fullness of faith. And you know what? You never know. So it's important every day, fill up with the Lord. Like you said, take that quiet time. You know, go through your Magnificat, go through your prayer time with the Father, go to daily mass, get fueled up, and then go out into the world. But like I was just at a show in Atlanta, Georgia, and I go to the sales rep, and she's a woman. I didn't know her story, but guess what? By the end of the order, not only did she, I know her story, she knew my story. And she thanked me. She was a Catholic fallen away Catholic, had gone through a divorce, and she thanked me mm. for sharing her sto- my story with her. It touched her heart. Plant- seeds of truth were planted. It happened to another man at a restaurant. It'll happen again and again and again if you slow down, rest in the Lord, and know that He's taking you where He wants you. Don't be afraid of your faith. Share your faith with truth and love in all humility. Don't hide it under a bushel basket. Let the light of our beauty and truth of our Catholic faith shine. So know it in your heart. Live it in your lives. Share it with love and humility. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups, or call us at 717-367-0100. 
Stewardship, a Mission of Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him. Thank you.